0: Hello lovely listeners and welcome to the post-match for Liverpool 3, Man City 0. I'm going to repeat that. Liverpool 3, Man City 0. Oh my goodness, what a bloody result that was. And to to join me in analyse, well we'll try and analyse this game through emotion. I have Josh Williams, how are you doing Josh?
1: I'm good, mate. I'm uh, very drained, to say the least.
0: (laughs) can bloody imagine. And Sam Evans, how are you doing, Sam?
2: Absolutely buzzing, mate. Uh, Can you just remind me what the score was again?
0: It was (laughs) 3-0. 3-0,
2: right. Yes. Amazing.
0: Absolutely amazing. Um, Before we go on to the boring stuff about team selection, I might even skip that. Josh, I'm going to have to come to you. Um, I don't want to talk about the unsavoury stuff in the parade, uh, the welcome for the buses and stuff like that. But you were there, Josh. Just give, just try and paint a picture for the listeners um, how how mad it was in in, in Liverpool.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's difficult to describe. To be honest, it's it's one of them things that I'd, I'd say you've, you've got to be there. Yeah. Um You just you just got some experience. It. Um. Obviously, it was built up on on the likes of Twitter and things like that, and. Uh people were kind of arranging it, if you like. Um so we all met. Um it was it started off fairly slow, but then before you knew it there was just absolutely hundreds and thousands gathered in the same area. Um loads and loads of flares, people hanging off lampposts, people on traffic lights, people hanging out windows, it was just absolutely insane. Um I, I make I make a point of, of going to you know every one of them, uh, even if I haven't got a ticket. Yeah. Um, this for this match, I did try to get a ticket. Usually, I hand source one, but for this one, I didn't manage to get all the one. But I thought to myself, I'll still go and greet the coach anyway, just because, as I said, when you get there, it's it's so it's so unique. It sounds stupid because it's just you know you are just screaming at a coach in a way, but at the same time, wh- when you're there and when when it kicks off and the coaches actually come through, the word I would use is even me as a fan, you you feel unstoppable. Mm. There's no other word for that. It sounds a bit cringy, but you you just feel like nothing can beat you and you feel like just overwhelming support that everyone is in exactly the same boat and everyone's, you know, just um, on the same team kind of thing. Uh, And uh, I honestly do believe it makes a difference 100%. And uh, tonight's probably better, as you can judge by the scoreline.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's probably hard for me and Sam to comment on it and stuff like that. But just just looking at the way City played, and I mean, they didn't start off too badly. But I mean, once we got the first goal, whether it was offside or not, I mean, Sam, do you think we were in City's heads a bit? I mean, as a fan, the fan base obviously did their bit. I mean, it may have crossed the line a bit with smashing. The, well, it did cross the line. Let's be honest, um, it, it did cross the line. Um, but it obviously seemed to affect them because. This isn't the Man City team we've seen pretty much all season long, is it?
2: The, f- the funny thing is, when, when I watched those videos and everything, I thought, wow, you know, they're going to be really shook up. And the first 10 minutes, I don't think we had a touch of the ball, you know. So I thought, actually, they, fair play to them. They've turned up and they've just started dominating straight from the off, you know. So I was starting to panic a bit at that, at that point. And I thought, actually, they've settled down really well. But what they did do though was they were just keeping safe ball. You know, there wasn't any actual end product or anything. And, you know, everyone knows that team have got ball players throughout the whole park. So that's a bit of a training exercise for them. So even though I was panicking and getting anxious as usual, um, you know, they didn't actually create anything. And, you know, as soon as that goal happened, you just saw the faces of the, of the Man City players and I think their asses went. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, f- I fully agree, I mean, you, you, we've seen Man City be rampant all season, and then even even in the other Anfield game, they, they ended up coming back with three goals, whether that was for us panicking and stuff like that, but tonight, they're just, I mean, there was a couple of dodgy moments, like, right at the end, I mean, maybe we'll, we'll go into their moments later on, but they just they just didn't seem to be there tonight um but yeah yeah the, the fans did their bit in in well in well I'll say a welcome in the coaches uh that's probably the wrong word for it um but yeah it, it 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 was it was bloody brilliant from our fan base um in in the well the good part of our fan base um but we'll we'll move on from that and we'll go on to the bit boring stuff with the team selection Josh um any question marks from you i mean we literally had zero options I mean looking at our bench we had like a 19 year old centre back and Solanke etc but probably midfield is that the only question mark before the game yeah we didn't have much
1: of a choice really um, I think you know there was the odd, the odd player in the team who'd maybe have a question mark over his head if we had a fully fit squad but the fact we only really had Wijnaldum as a, as a first team option on the bench that was the only argument really, really. Um and I, I probably would have went with as, as Clock picked. And when Wayne Album actually came on, I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed. Um, so I, I was relatively happy with the team selection. It was, I thought that was what the team was going to be. And, um, you know, that, that's how it came out. I was a little bit surprised with the City team. Um, I thought Sterling would have started. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, um, it was what I expected, really.
0: Yeah, and Sam coming to you. Do you want to touch on the city team? I mean, I think most people probably expected Sterling to start. I know he's not had the best time against Liverpool since he's been, moved to City, but he has probably been one of their best players this season. But they just it, going going something different. It didn't really work out for him, did it?
2: I think it was because of the home leg in the in the uh, in the league match. To be honest, because he had a bit of a stinker, the crowd got on his back. And, you know, he just panicked. So I think it was, he didn't want another, uh, you know, one of those. I thought maybe he was protecting him for the second leg initially. Uh, because Anfield in the league, he had an absolute pig of a game. And the crowd really got on his back. So, you know, I even though you expected him to start, I wasn't that surprised for that reason. You know, I think Pep was trying to protect him because he, he didn't want to repeat of that. And, you know, that kind of gave the crowd a bit of a lift as well, having him on the pitch. Because, you know, when, when he was on the pitch, then we had a reason to, you know, to go absolutely nuts every time he had the ball. So, you know, it just would have added to the atmosphere even more. So I, I think that was probably his, his reasoning behind that one. You know, regardless of Liverpool team, as, as Josh was saying, I don't think he could really have really done much else uh, with the team. But I you know, disagree slightly. I thought Wijnaldum actually did a job when he came on. You know, it, no zero frills. Don't get me wrong. It was just a case of he put a load of work in, put a load of tackles in, and just try to keep it simple. So, you know, gave it away a few times, but our whole team had to give it away a lot today. Because, to, you know, to be fair to Man City, despite the fact they've just lost three nil, they they played for the whole ninety minutes, regardless of the score. You know, so even though they haven't had the result, um, you know, they they're still going to be a threat in the second leg.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll touch on the second leg um, towards the end of the pod, because it will definitely be worth talking about a couple uh, suspensions and stuff like that we'll have to talk about as well. Um, But first goal then, Josh. I mean, (laughs) it seemed to be offside, but we've had our problems with the referees this season. I mean, if we're going to get lucky, you'd probably want it to be uh, today, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, um... When I initially watched it I thought it was onside in, mm. in real time yeah. uh, then when you go back and you show the replay you, if you're being super critical it probably is just off but they're the kind of uh, little advantages you get when you're playing at home that's why it's such a big deal playing at home and playing away in Europe um, and I was I was happy that he gave it I think referees should give them kind of things because there's such little margins in it I, I do believe the attacker should get the benefit of the doubt um, thankfully Salah did and um, I think City had a few um, instances like that throughout the game, where it could have gone either way in terms of offside. and they got it given against them. So as I said, they're the kind of advantages that Anfield can give you. And uh, you know, thankfully, uh, we scored.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not like Man City had didn't have the chance to clear or was clear as well. I mean, they probably had three or four opportunities themselves to either clear, well, not clear it, but to make a tackle. Or even save it. I mean, Sam coming to you for the first goal from. I keep asking about their point of view on the Liverpool podcast, but um, Man City defensive wise, I mean, you saw the the much um, talked about frailty that Man City have, but hasn't really been tested this season, didn't it?
2: Yeah, the, the thing with Man City, you know, their back line is is filled with with ball players generally. You know, Kyle Walker not the best on the ball, but he's he's an attacking player. You know, so. It's, it's not something they have to do very often, defend, because they, they're they so good on the ball, the opposition very rarely gets a chance to attack them. So, you know, that's the way, their their form of defence is the fact that they're so attacking yeah. and so good on the ball. So, when you do get at them, which is very very hard to do, but if you can get at them, then they're obviously going to be vulnerable then. You know, the, the, the little turn that Firmino did for, for Kyle Walker to just completely lose his shit and he forgot how to use his feet I don't know what happened really, how he didn't manage to clear it but it's just it's just one of those classic Firmino being a pest, not giving him a second, you know, he, he'd lost the ball temporarily and I don't know how he got across to it to pass it across to Salah but, you know, I, I just thought Firmino just outstanding the amount of work he put in today and that was just a prime example there for the first goal I think the goal I think it, it epitomised
1: Key traits of both Salah and Firmino, you know, really. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the fact you know the fact Salah's running behind, exploiting space, and then um, City kind of win the ball back, and Firmino keeps going. So that's that's that defensive work yeah. rate of, of Firmino, and then yeah. Salah's in, in the right position at the right time, um, with that poaching instinct to just to, to head it home. So I think it was a, a good um, good example of a proper Liverpool forward goal, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mane wasn't involved, but I think we saw the best of all three of them, and didn't we? It was, um, it was just a well, ten, ten out of tens all around, really. So, man of the match a bit later on will probably be interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the first goal. I mean, you saw, you saw the best of Salah running in behind, whether it was offside or not. It doesn't really matter uh, for this point. But yeah. It, them, them two have clearly got a very good relationship. We've seen it throughout the season, and especially in the Champions League, that them two combine so much. It's just, just bloody brilliant. And then, well, as you said, Sam, I think Carl Walker forgot how to play football for a minute. Well, it wasn't <laughs> even football; it was just forgetting how to stand up,
2: <laughs> how to swing a leg at yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was abs- and uh, wasn't it Salah that played the ball through to in the first instance, and then he got into the box afterwards, if I yeah. if I remember I th- rightly. I
0: think so, I yeah. Can't, I'm
2: not 100%. I think um, it was, yeah. It's all a bit of a blur, mate, to be honest. My heart still hasn't <laughs> settled down. So,
0: yeah.
2: it is, it's, it's one of those ones. But, yeah, absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, bloody brilliant. I mean, Man City, Man City poor defending. But, again, it, it just shows... The game plan just it was just highlighted in that in that goal. They they had so much ball in the opening opening period. I don't know what minute we scored on, but it was literally the first time we
2: ventured forward and we put it in the back of the net. Yeah, it's twelfth twelfth minute, mate. Twelfth so, minutes. You know, so yeah. It just shows how long we were without the ball, but we didn't panic. You know, we just held in there and waited for a chance. Brilliant. Absolutely. Josh, coming for the sec-
0: coming to you for the second goal. Um. I mean, again, show's pressing style of play. I think Milner wins the ball back. I'm not sure who the Man City player was, but he, he finds Ox with kind of like a twatted tackle. <laughs> and um, well, it's another, it's another Champions League assist for Milner. I mean, he's, he's trying to catch me. He's trying to just do his best Messi impression this season. But yeah, Ox just absolute thunder bastard goal. It's what he, he's brought that to the team this season, hasn't he? Especially when he's played against Man City.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the goal really, um summed up our game plan for the night, really. I think we initially get the opportunity because we've just won a set and balls, do you? And we won a serious amount of them in the match, especially in the first half. And, um, you know, they result in quick turnovers and that's, that's where we thrive. So I think the ball's kind of fumbling about in the middle from what I can remember. As you say, Milner wins it. And then Chamberlain's just got space, just opens up ahead of him. Eh, uh, they invite them to shoot, really. And he just you know, no no goalkeeper saving that. It's right in the corner. And he, he connects with it brilliantly. He's got really good striker of the ball, Chamberlain. Um Edison had no chance. And uh, just a, a proper top finish, I think Chamberlain was was brilliant tonight, especially in the first half. I think he provides a very he, he's a very good midfield runner. I think he can do a job in midfield and yeah. you know, when we win, win the ball, he's very good at making runs from deep I'm really causing problems. He's very athletic. Um, I think in the, since we, since we signed him, I think we tested him in a couple of positions, but I think in the second half of the season, we've really realised that he's a, he's very much a centre midfield player as opposed to a winger. Um, but yeah, just a top goal from a player that's really growing in confidence on uh, playing clock. Under-
0: yeah, uh, well, he swapped positions in the second half when Salah um, went off with his injury, which we'll we'll talk about as well. And he it, he it, it, it was still useful, but it wasn't wasn't the same rampant um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, but it wasn't the same rampant Liverpool team. But we'll we'll go on to the third goal. Um, Sam, coming to you. I mean, again, Man City don't know what they were doing. i mean, just rushing out trying to run through our midfield for some bloody reason from centre-back. It, it just didn't work. And then across from Salah, um, headed in by Mane. I mean, again, just punishing mistakes. That's what we do. Probably one of the best teams in the world, at really.
2: Yeah, well, you know, with our, with our second goal, I know you you saying to move on to the third, yeah. but with the second one, the, they actually all switched off because I think they thought a free kick was going to get given. And everyone just stopped. And that, that's when Ox basically took advantage. And it's a similar thing again, where they're, they're kind of finding an opportunity to all pounce on one guy with, with the ball, with, with Man City. And as soon as that happens, they're onto it like a flash. And that ball in from Salah for, for Manny's head was absolutely perfect because, you know, Salah's not, um, not a big guy. But he's he's picked him out and he's got an absolute dolly of a header there. But he's still, you know, he still had to put it in the corner. You know, he's missed a fair few headers this season, Manny. And, mm-hmm. you know, head headed it down absolutely perfectly right into the corner. And I just think it was another prime example of Man City being shaken by Liverpool. And, you know, they were making really poor defensive decisions because they, they were terrified about what Salah was going to do. And funnily enough, by being scared... They're actually doing the wrong thing and sitting back off him and then you can just pick out his passes. Because, you know, that's an underrated thing with Salah. People always go on about his you know, his running and his shooting and everything. But, you know, he's had a bucket load of assists this season as well, and you know, that was another prime example.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's just an opposing fan base kind of thing, but I mean Salah's just he's so well rounded. I mean Unless yeah. it, the only thing he's missing is that he's not built like Ronaldo, but who is? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, third goal, they, they they were all over the place. And then Salah Amana, uh, easy goal as you like, but as you said, um, Laporte just stepped off him. Um, I thought Laporte actually did well until the first goal. I think, oh, this might be actually working. Um, we saw Salah have a quietish game against Palace, and then obviously he just perked up and went, oh, I'll just score now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I was thinking it may I was worried for a, for ten minutes or so and then then Salah just took the mick didn't he? So Josh, your thoughts on the third goal? Yeah, my thoughts um I think
1: Stephen Gerrard covered it quite well in the in the half time uh, analysis. Um he he mentioned that just City would for some reason absolutely battling inviting Salah onto his left foot. Yeah. I don't know why they why they were doing it. He uh, must know by now how dangerous he is and that, that's exactly what he would want you to do. Um, and as you say, Le Paul, was, you know, we're playing OK. And for some reason, Salah picks the ball up on the edge of the area and he's showing him inside as opposed to outside, which, you know, as I said, it's baffling. Gerrard picked up one or two. And, you know, as a result, Salah's able to then chip the ball in with his favourite on some onto, you know, Mane's head, perfect cross. Mane um, headed it into, into the ground, which I thought was very important. Makes it more difficult for Edison, of course, and um yeah, just another goal, another punishing, another mistake, which we were
2: just absolutely immaculate at doing tonight. You know, you know, you saying about him to, them letting him go on to his left peg. Well, the, yeah. the funny thing was it was it Watford game where they did exactly that, and then he just turned and onto his right peg and scored with that instead. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, he's he's so good these days, mate. I think you you think you've got it covered. And he's just so quick, he'll just go the other way. So I think they they were expecting him to go on the outside and then he goes on the inside. So it, it you know, it it is right. You've gotta if you're gonna block one of them, you block his left peg all day long. But, you know, he he can just do anything, mate. So I don't really know what you can say about the guy it's it's definitely iron Robin
0: syndrome where he's been doing the same thing for what 10 15 10 12 years but you still yeah. can't stop him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, well they made it easy for him tonight, obviously but yeah iron Robin's just been cutting in all his career and nobody's figured out how to stop him so yeah it might it might just be a bit of that but um, we'll come on to half time i mean I, we won't go on to the second half the second half just yet but josh sticking sticking with you i mean 3-0 up at half time against man city i mean Obviously, obviously, hugely excited, heart pounding, and all that. But what were you expecting from Man City in the second half? I mean, it couldn't have, it couldn't, it couldn't end up being the exact same half and winning six 0 could it? But were you, were you scared of City coming back into it? I mean, obviously, you had lots of options on the bench and stuff like that. Yeah, that was, uh, I was
1: obviously worried about City getting back into it, like, um, but I was hopeful that that wouldn't happen. I knew that it wouldn't be the same half I knew that we wouldn't attack anywhere near as much. One because we didn't need to, but two because I didn't think we had the energy to. I think one thing you've got to do against City, you yeah. you have to get it, you have to get a lead. And you have to um use your energy well. And the fact that we managed to get a three 0 lead with our energy. Um it you know it seems to be a bit of a recurring theme. Whenever we play City the second half, we always seem to really uh, not, not necessarily tear off, but we just were a lot slower, which is understandable. Um, it happened when we beat them 1-0. I think it was last season. Uh, it happened when we beat them 4-3, but we ended yeah. up conceding another two. And um, it's understandable, as I said, because they're such a dominant team, they just do not give you a break. So I was just hoping that we could hold on, and I, I think I said it around 60 minutes to the people I was watching it with. I said, if it continues like this, we, we continue to play this deep and they keep the ball in play for as long as they do. Because they don't, they don't really make many fouls. They never have any long shots. I think they had one shot, one long shot in the whole match. That was Fernandinho. And you know, the ball never goes out for goal kicks, never goes out for throws. It's just, it's permanently on the pitch and you're permanently focused and having to move. And it's such a test. So to be able to retain your shape for so long it's in your focus and I don't, I don't think we uh, conceded the shot on target for for the whole match to be honest
0: um, no we didn't Just the absolute... in front of me <laughs> zero shots yeah, yeah, on target
1: that's... for them yeah well there you go It's just an absolute top team performance I, I think up there possibly even the best team performance I've ever seen in terms of just covering for your mates supporting you know your nearest player covering space just absolutely everything was there tonight. And, um, although the second half we didn't attack as much, it, it was still equally as impressive from a defensive standpoint.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Gerrard uh, full-time said the only word he could describe it with was the perfect performance. Um, so yeah, I fully agree. Um, but Sam, coming at you, um, your thoughts at half-time? I mean, were you, we are obviously expecting... Um, Man City come back into it, and they, they kind of did. I mean, they didn't really, obviously, didn't test carry us at all, but they obviously gained more control and a bit more threat. But what were your what were your thoughts at half-time?
2: Yeah, Josh, Josh made a great point there. Where just the, the amazing thing about Man City is they just keep the pressure on all game. You know, as, as he said, they don't resort. They they tried a couple of long shots, but Liverpool plays a block in them, or you know, I don't think they had any. Actual any decent efforts from distance, and it, it, it's just a case of they just keep getting it out to to Sane. They just keep bringing it back in if it's not a good option across. They, they just keep the pressure on. So Liverpool have to be so concentrated for so long that I, you know, my usual anxiety kicks in, and especially after the home game in the in the league, I was just expecting a similar thing where you know they'll probably nick a goal. And, you know, you'd think maybe 3-1, we'll go into the second leg. So to actually hold it out was an absolutely fantastic effort from the boys. Um, You know, after 60 minutes, I turned to my mate Woody in the pub and I just said, Milner is absolutely blowing already. There's no way he's finishing that game. And I, (laughs) I, I, I don't understand. It was the 87th minute or something and Milner was the furthest up the field pressing their defender. So where he found that second wind, I will never know because I was just turning to everyone going, "Ah, oh, he hasn't got the legs, he's going to be off in a bit. And wow, absolutely fantastic, you know, the amount of work rate that the boys all put in, to be fair. And, you know, it was a totally different game second half, but that's the first time, you know, where we can really say we've absolutely nailed the defensive performance against Man City. And, you know... To keep a clean sheet, you couldn't have asked for any more?
0: No, absolutely. I mean, you are obviously forgetting that James Milner is a cyborg from the future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that answers that question. But, I mean, we'll, we'll go through some of the events at in the second half, because there a couple key things. I mean, not much in front of goal goal action, but there is a, a few uh, key events that there, but just for, just for my time thoughts, um, I was going mental, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, same with you guys. I mean, cautious. I was, I was expecting a city um, fight back and it, it kind of didn't come to a certain degree, but we'll, we'll go through the events now. Um, 50 second minute, more Salah pulls up and then goes to the touchline and holding his groin. Um, Sam, on a scale of one to ten, how shitted up were you? <laughs> Two hundred and seventy-eight.
2: <laughs> uh, with with a uh, seven heart attacks. I I just went oh no you're joking me but you know I I did think you know we got the goals so it's it's not. The end of the world in this game, as long as it is just this game. You know, so fingers crossed is not as bad, but yeah, I was not in a good way for about five minutes, and then I composed myself and just thought, uh, you know what, these boys have got it covered, and they did.
0: Yeah, good stuff. And Josh, your thoughts on the, uh, uh, Salah injury?
1: Yeah, that was worried he made. Um, I didn't know what to think face first. It looked like it was maybe a bit similar to the Mane one, where he just went off and he just needed a bit of a little little bit of a fixing up, and he was going to come back on. But when I saw him walk down a tunnel, it was it was weird because obviously we've never seen it because he's not, he's never been injured yet in a Liverpool yet. So to see him go off injured, it was you know it was different. It was I'm not used to to in a box of player going off, but with Salah because he's been so influential for the whole season it was a worry and I feel like for the maybe the 10 minutes that followed I feel like it, you could kind of see it maybe impacted the team I think the team were a bit like we're playing without Salah here mm. just, just that kind of feeling because I think up until I think earlier in the season I think he got rested for a Crystal Palace game Um, I think it was 0-0 up until Salah got brought on in about the 75th minute and then we ended up scoring I think Mane scored it, but it, it, it wasn't Salah. but, but, um, I think since then, Klopp's kind of realised, I've got to play Salah in every game here. Yeah. And he has done. And we've obviously had a great season. Yeah. But I think when, when Salah went off, I think there was a bit of an immediate shock, I, I felt, a bit like a bit of a worry that maybe, okay, maybe we can't get up the field as well here, or, okay, our star players gone off, are we going to still be able to do this? That could, just that kind of feeling, but, um, you know, as, as Sam said, I, I completely agree with the fact that, it's okay as long as it's only for this match. I've got no problem with that. Even if he has to sit out sit out in um, the derby. I'm okay with that as well, as long as he's back for the second leg. We we desperately need that man for the remainder of the season. Um and hopefully I mean at the end of the at the end of the match I saw him come back onto the pitch, so he looked he looked he was walking about and stuff and I saw him um come in with clock and clock appeared to ask him a kind of like, you know, what is it? Are you okay? Kind of thing. And Salah so gave a gesture that that made me think it's not that big of a deal. It's it's not. It's okay. That kind of thing. So yeah. hopefully it's not. But
2: the immediate worry at the time was was scary. Like, I noticed yeah. he, had, he, he had an absolutely massive grin on his face, so I thought he's probably all right. Is either, either that, or he's just had a nice rub down off an attractive uh, lady physio. So it's <laughs> one of one of the two things, mate. But he came out of the changing rooms with a smile, so fingers crossed, it's not that serious, and yeah. it's just one of those precautions. Yeah, my
1: my worry would be if if it is. I mean, I don't think it is, but if it isn't, that's a little bit serious. Even if it's a little bit serious, that could mean. That's for the second leg, we without Henderson, Sally, Chan, Matup, Gomez. You know, it's, that's, that's a worry. Oh God. Um, and, you know, even if we have one of them and, you know, we need, although we're three up, we need some stability. We need, we still need our
2: first teamers on their first, three up is not, is not done. It's not dead yet it's mad though isn't it because before the international break I think Liverpool had a fully fit entire squad for the first time in the whole season and in the last what, two weeks we must have had about six injuries out of nowhere <laughs> so I don't, I don't know I just love to blame the international break for injuring and break Yeah, the international breaking our players I think that's what seems to happen but I, I don't know Just out of, out of nowhere now we, we're struggling to put a team together
0: I mean, we may touch on the derby a little bit, but, I mean, the team, team on Saturday is going to be pretty damn uh, mixing match, I imagine. Um, but Klopp, Klopp has talked, I mean, someone just sent me on WhatsApp, Klopp did talk about Mo um, in his post-match thingy. Um, so Klopp, Mo, I don't know, he said he feels some sometimes something, and that was enough to take him off. But after the game, he says he feels fine, but we still need a diagnosis. So that sounds positive to me. So hopefully it's basically nothing. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to see him in the team for Everton. I mean, I know it might, might mean a bit more for you, Josh, as a local, but I, I mean, I don't want to see more anywhere near that team.
1: No, I don't myself. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem if he played the similar teams who have played the, uh, the, the match at Anfield. Mm. You know, when Solan- Solanke led the line, and and we had a bit of a, you know, what's the word? a Bit of a rotated squad, if you like. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that, I think, but I, d- I definitely think we're going to finish in the top four, mm-hmm. and I think I- I'd I'd happily take take fourth as opposed to third or second if it means that we're going to go further in the in the Champions League. Certainly. So, I- I- Klopp knows what he's doing anyway. I I but I've- I'll be very surprised if he takes the risk and plays him.
0: Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, Sam, do you do you want to see him anywhere near Everton?
2: Absolutely not. And th- there's no chance, mate. There's no chance. I know it's it's such a massive game for Liverpoolians, you know, but as you said, we've got bigger fish to fry at the moment this season. And in the grand scheme of things, even though, you know, you want to have the pride of, you know, and, and win the Merseyside derby, Fans will understand in this instance when we've picked up so many injuries, you know, it, it really has kind of highlighted the our worries at one point in, in, in January that we were a bit short in both midfield and in attack, you know, uh, but well, funnily enough, we were even short in defence, it seems. But, uh, uh, you know, when, when we do get a couple of signings in the summer, you know, I think we'll be all right in that in that sense.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, but um, we'll we'll move on to the rest of the uh, incidents in the second half. Um, Sterling obviously comes on that kind of gauges its regular reaction from the Anfield crowd. Uh, he is not liked on Merseyside. Um, yeah, he, he, their their play kind of improves. I think to go back to playing as the as they have all season with a bit bit more natural whip from both sides to kind of create space for everyone else and then. Sterling gives Andy Robertson something to actually do, seeing Andy, Andy Robertson had no one to defend for the first half. So yeah, I think Sterling came on helped them, but obviously to no avail in in the end. And then um, a weird one for me. I, I I can see why he did it after the final whistle. Whistle, but Solanke came on. I mean, Sam was that was that just a bit of a weird moment for you? I mean, when I, when I saw him coming on, I was like, okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a massive surprise considering how important he sees for me. but I'm I'm assuming it was a combination of you know he's done a lot of minutes recently. You know we're three 0 up. There's only he's, he'd run himself into the ground at that point as well. To be fair, and I think he just thought fresh legs for 20 minutes and just turned to Solanke and just went just just run just run and chase him down and hound him and he probably just thought t- 20 minutes of a Fitzalanke and that's all he needs to do, you know, don't worry too much about attacking. And it's just a case of put pressure on their players, you know, just so they can't pass it out defence. So, you know, I think it was a bit of that. I, I was surprised, but I think he's just wrapping the boys have been caught in cotton Wool ready for the second leg. So yeah. So no no complaints there again. He, he's such a vital player to us, you know, almost as much as Salah really. Some people argue maybe even more so. Um so, you know, I think he just did the sensible thing. Took him off and just wrapped him up, ready for the second leg.
0: Yeah, I mean, not not much was sticking up top, was it? I mean, Firmino looked—I don't want to say dead on his feet, but not not the ball just wasn't getting to him, and he he couldn't really hold it up. So yeah, I agree. Bringing on Solanke, kind of, it did make sense. And when he came on, he he did what you'd expect—is run about a lot and put pressure on and. Perhaps try and hold the ball up a bit more. Obviously more physical than Firmino, but Josh, for you, I mean, I said it was a weird moment. Did Did you feel the same? I think
1: I did. Split second, I did. But I think when well, I thought about it, I thought back to um when we played Rigi in the away leg at Dortmund in the Europa League. Um and you know we played Rigi that night instead of Sturge, I think I think Sturridge was fit. Yeah. So it was a bit of a surprise at the time. but he had a very good game. And I think when Klopp was asked about it, he said against the team, because this was when Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel was in, in mm-hmm. charge of Dortmund, so we did they were very possession-oriented. And I remember Klopp saying after the game, or maybe it might have even been before it, he said um, against a team like this, especially when there was such a gap in quality as well, because Klopp hadn't got in the likes of Salah and that at, at that moment, he said... Um, you just need the kind of player. Almost relieve you of pressure for a, for a, for a while. Yeah. And Solanke's a big lad. He's bigger than Firmino. He's strong. Couldn't, yeah. So, I think that was why he opted for him, certainly over Danny Ings, just to, because at that point, we, we couldn't get a kick. We, we couldn't get the ball off, off City. They were just coming and they were coming and coming. And, um, every ball that was coming, it was just flying straight back. So I think he's went for Solanke as a bit of a, bit of a target man i be like even though he didn't really act like that when he came on um, I think that was the initial thinking behind it just to relieve pressure just to hold the ball up kill the game up high Um, it, it didn't have that effect but I didn't think he was um, yeah, I didn't think he was bad when he came on I just didn't really think he had a chance to, to influence it really
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then obviously later on we see uh, a couple of frust- bookings out of frustration for Jesus and De Bruyne, um, and then we see Alberto Moreno come on and then just do what he does normally. <laughs> he just just chases the ball around, and it, it's pretty much what we wanted from Solanke. And Alberto Moreno did it as well. Um, that's why I love the bloke. And then probably the last big moment of the game from a Liverpool perspective: Jordan Henderson getting a booking. Uh, I can't remember, I can't remember the foul myself, even though it's literally just finished like an hour and a bit ago, I can't remember anything from the second half, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it was on Sterling, yeah, oh god that's (laughs) important, Sterling went on forward, Sterling was um,
1: breaking like a bit of a counter attack if you like, and Henderson cut across ah right,
0: right so tactical, Um, tactical foul then? For yeah. me, it was,
1: a cl- it was a clever foul, and you yeah. take the bottom for the team, but it's just very unfortunate that he misses the second leg as a result.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you uh, riddled through some injuries and tablets for the for the weekend, and obviously the next leg as well. Um, Josh Henderson, obviously a much-debated character on, on in Liverpool fandom, but we we definitely need him in the squad. I mean, we've talked about the injuries in the squad at the minute. I mean, pr- probably like four or five injuries at the minute. Uh, big miss for you, Josh?
1: Uh, yes, um, especially considering Chan might not be playing. Um, I think against Man City in both the league win in the 4-3 and tonight too, I think we've really benefited from having a big physical, sensible midfield player who um, hunts the ball down and who can shrug players off and and that kind of thing and I think Chan and Henderson both did it very well mm-hmm. I think Chan did it better in the league fixture but I think yeah, Henderson yeah. was brilliant tonight he's very much a leader I think even though he's suspended he should still absolutely go down with the team still be in the dressing room everything should yeah. stay the same um, he's a big miss for me especially considering the player coming in for him is probably one Aldum now and Oof. He's not 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 a bad player, but he's not. You're not going to get the same the same traits from him. He hasn't, he hasn't got that leadership mm-hmm. about him, and he's a very quiet player. And
0: he's not played that position at all, really. Either has he?
1: No, he's not as um, he's not as like authoritative and you know that kind of player. I think we've benefited from having Shannon Henderson in that role. And, you know, we we will miss him for, for sure.
0: Um, Sam, coming to you, I want to ask you the same question, but is that probably henderson's best performance of the season
2: um to be honest you, i i don't know it was a different kind of performance you know usually i find his best performances are the ones where he's you know he's trying to fizz the ball into the to to the front men really quickly and you know distributing the ball wide you know first touch and that kind of thing but today you know i didn't notice a lot of that today i think it was more of a you know, even though they say he's not much of a captain, I thought it was more of a captain's type of performance today where he tried to, you know, do a lot of the hard graft and the organisation, you know, and I could see him talking a lot to the midfield, so I don't know if he's, you know, trying to talk him through the pressing and everything like that. But, you know, I didn't think he stood out today personally, but that might just be because I've got a number of other players in my mind Mm -hmm. You know that really, really did stand out. So you know he he didn't usually he'll frustrate me and I'll you know, I'll get annoyed with him. But he didn't. I didn't really get annoyed with him once in the game today. And I saw that foul on Sterling was. I think he just took him for the teammate. You know, and even though in hindsight you might have thought it might be worse that I miss him for the second leg, but. I, I think he just thought Sterling. Sterling played quite well when he came on, really. Even though he didn't quite get past us, he looked a threat. So I just thought he thought they are not scoring today, and that was just something you've just got to stop him scoring. So he just took it for the team. And for some reason, I, I've convinced myself that they that they're getting Emery Chan ready for the second leg. You know, they keep been very quiet mm-hmm. on it, but I just think that he he knew that Chan was playing the second leg anyway. But, you know, I might be way off on that. That's a complete hunch. Yeah. But, you know, as, as long as Chan is fit, you know, then I, I'm OK with Henderson missing out anyway. But it does leave us a bit light on bodies, you know, the, the bench, everything like that. You know, we are, we are a bit light in midfield for quality. So it, it is a big shame.
1: I think one one positive way of looking at it, though, you could, you could say Henderson's now missing... Um, the second leg of a tie in which we have a three nil head start, yeah. as opposed to possibly missing the first leg of the semi final,
2: yeah. or the it second have... leg of a
1: much tighter semi second leg of the semi final. So he's missing a yeah. match that we should
2: technically he should should be enough to to go through. Really, he, he might he might not have been he might have been speaking to Klopp at half time, and you know if he might have said to him if his five minutes left you're not starting the next game anyway. You never know with these kind of things. Sometimes they take a tactical yellow, miss that game, because they're not going to be playing anyway, and then you'll be ready for the for the semi. So, yeah, great shout.
0: Yeah, very much. In, very interesting, very interesting. But, yeah, I, I think you'll be a miss. I mean... I, I do like Henderson. I'm not I'm not a biggest fan of him in the sixth. But, I mean, we, with the squad options, I mean, he's, he is obviously a big part of the midfield just because there's limited numbers. And, and he does have certain capabilities. And that, that was, for me, one of his best performances of the season. Um, even if it was just from a defensive point of view. Um, but, yeah, probably the last thing we'll talk about. I mean, we talked about it before we started recording, Sam. Uh, Andy Robertson on Sterling. Uh, I think BT thought that it was a pen. I, I had it on mute. I was reading some of the WhatsApp messages. Um, that I was getting there. They, they seem to think it was a pen. Heart in mouth for you?
2: Yeah, I had a bit of a bit of a twitch somewhere, dodgy. But um, I, I first watch. I well, I've only seen it once. To be honest, I didn't see any of the replays or anything. So um, it looked to me like he got the ball, but it, it was one of those where you just say to yourself. Don't hit the deck in the box. You know, just, just stay on your feet, mate. There's no need for it. Because even if you do get the ball cleanly, you know, as we've seen that penalty that Arsenal had this week, where they absolutely cleanly got the ball and then hit the man. Well, the man actually kicked him and they gave a pen. So just don't give the ref a, a decision to make. So, yes, I was twitching big style.
0: Ah, You have to remember that Premier League refs are are worse than every other ref.
2: <laughs> Good point. I think the ref had a great game today, mate.
0: <laughs> he did for a Liverpool point of view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Josh, your thoughts on the penalty incident? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I, One of my brother's mates was around and he went, ooh, you got lucky there. And I kind of agree. So, <laughs> do you think it was a pen?
1: Initially, I didn't think it was a penalty. But um, I haven't seen any replays either. So, I've had a lot of comments on that one. One thing I will say... Yeah is at the time, you know, you see Sterling um, facing up Robertson kind of thing and you know exactly what Sterling's going to do. And I remember thinking to myself, um, you've got a fresh, fast Raheem Sterling up against Robertson, who's been up and down the wing, must be shattered. And I thought to myself, if Sterling knocks it past the here to beat him with pace, just through exhaustion... I just, had, I just knew Robertson was going to go down. I knew because if, if you're not going to make it and you're exhausted, that's just what you do. It's just natural. you just throw yourself to the floor yeah. to try and. I mean, it's it's admirable in a way, but you don't really want to, you don't really want to happen. But it did, it did look like he won the ball to me. Um, didn't look like a penalty. It didn't look like many of the city players claimed for, it apart from apart from Steele. Um, so you know that that's that's not an, an incident for me that one.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. We'll, we'll have to talk about it in the WhatsApp group after everyone's had a couple more viewings. Um, but it, it it did look it like it could have been given a penalty, but as we said earlier in the pod, refs and Liverpools haven't got on this season, so I think we've been due a bit of luck and our Man City fans won't be appreciative of that, but screw them, they, they're going to win the league. <laughs> uh, they can have that, we can have this. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about the second leg for a little bit. Um Josh, I'll stick with you. Not really much we can do in terms of defences. I mean, not. I don't think anyone will be back. Gomez, if there's a miracle, Clavan maybe. But do you expect the same defence and carriers?
1: I expect the same defence. Yeah, and one thing I will say, I think Lovin was fantastic. Um, I think it's one of the best performances I've seen him give. And he was one of my worries initially going into it. I think going into it, if we had a fully fit back line, I probably would have started Matup. So uh, if fact yeah. came in, the came in and, and performed such a high level, you know, credit to him. So I'd, I'd like to see the same defence, um, same team really. I can't see that. can't see much much being changed.
0: And just chan for Henderson if he's fit. Yeah,
1: yeah. hopefully, hopefully. Um and. I think we've, we can, we can only approach it in the same way. We can only approach it as it's nil-nil. And I think if we do so and we play the same as we did when we beat them tonight and the same as we did when we beat them 4-3 and the same as we did when we lost 5-0, I think if we manage to keep 11 men on the field this time and play that way, I can't see us losing by a margin of more than three goals. And I can see us scoring, which means they've got to score even more. So, I wouldn't over, overly complicate it and say, you know, sit back and, and soak pressure and all that kind of thing. i just approach it in the same way, and uh, I I think, hopefully, uh, we've got enough.
0: Yeah, um, Sam, coming to you, I, mean, I won't ask you about the team, because there is limited stuff we can do with that. I mean, hmm. obviously, us having a free goal buffer, as, as we've been saying, I mean, we don't want to sit back and soak up pressure, but it does allow us to go straight into our game plan of counter-attacking football, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, when I see a 3-0 lead, I don't see, oh, let's just shut up shop. Because, first of all, we're terrible at it. You know, in general, it's not something we we can do just for 90 minutes. It's it's not our style. And and secondly, it's actually counterproductive to do that when we know one goal and they need to score five. So it it just makes sense, as you said, to just same thing as today. You know, if we have to sit back for ten minutes like we did in the first half today, and then wait for the chance and then spring, and that you know that's I think that's basically the game plan now. Just try and pick them off on the break. They're going to be pushing massively now for goals. You know, they they need minimum of three uh, or four goals, so they're going to be pushing flat out. So I think you know Liverpool now. That's all they're going to be doing is. Just trying to pick him off on the break, but can we? We've spoken about the game so far. I don't know if you were going to come on to it, but can we talk for two hours about Trent Alexander-Arnold now, please?
0: Oh, I was going I to completely dedicate. agree with that. I was going to completely dedicate agree. the man of the match thing to him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I've been holding off for that reason. Mate. I thought <laughs> I thought it might be, but I think it's kind of criminal that we've gone this long into the pod without mentioning him because I just oh, thought he
0: was—he was he was get, he was going to get his due mate,
2: because, you know, Sane, what a threat, that guy is absolutely class, and, you know, his movement, and their passing diagonally was absolutely superb, but, you know, Trent was doing the right thing, he was staying narrow, so that we were staying compact in the middle, so they couldn't play through us, and then as soon as they went out to Sane, he was all over him, mate, and I just want to say, he he, he had an absolute stormer, because he's had so much criticism recently, really... Unfounded, I think. You know, he, was he nineteen? Mm-hmm. The, the guy's one hell of a talent. But you know, obviously, it's always been the defensive side of things that they've been criticising him on, and he didn't put a foot wrong all day.
0: Yeah, Trent, for me, he was. It's one of the best fullback performances I've seen in years, really. Um, I know Robertson's came in had a, had a few great performances. Moreno's um, first half of the season, he, he had some really good performances. <laughs> Um, Gomez, a couple pro- promising performances. Klein, his last few years he's been steady, but no, the, tonight just the fact that he's playing against Sarne, who's just one of the probably one of the only out and out wingers and one of the most dangerous young players in the world. Uh, never mind, ma- just never mind being one of the best young players. He's probably one of the best wide men in the world. Um, yeah, Trent. Basically kept him quiet all game. Uh, he was he was that good, and especially as you said said Sam Trent coming off two performances where he had been heavily criticised and people were talking about putting in Klein fresh off an injury. Even some talk about putting Milner at right back and stuff like that. Trent, it was just it was just absolutely phenomenal performance tonight. And now Josh, I'll let you I'll let you talk about him.
1: Yeah, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He was honestly perfect. The absolute perfect performance you could possibly get. Um I was really worried oh, approaching the game about Trent. Um I watched the Palace game, I watched the Man United game both times, he just exploited and it was so easy to do so as well. He was just I haven't enjoyed watching Trent recently to be honest. Um just because I not because he's a bad player, but because I don't like seeing young players struggle. Mhm. Um, he he has been he's been he hasn't been reading the game quickly enough, and as a result, these people have been getting on the wrong side of him and that kind of thing. And I watched the the City Everton game. I watched a few clips of it last night. And um, the way City was set up, you could uh, you could tell that it was um, almost a practice game for the Liverpool match because Sane was spread out as wide as possible on the left, and Silva. Kept when the ball was with Sana or when the ball was floating around that area, Silver kept moving into the channel in between Everton's right back and Everton's right centre back, which would have been tonight between Lovren and um, yeah. Trent. And that was that was my he done it at least five times. I I made a little video of it and posted it today on me Twitter. There. Um, and it was just my my main worry that that side that just getting attacked down that side constantly because I, I know what Guardiola was like in terms of attacking a team's weakness and he was clearly our weakness coming into tonight and I think both him and Lovren were just flawless. I think he read the I think Trent read the game brilliantly. I think there was there was a number of occasions where Sanai had played a pass around a corner or a little through ball to whoever's running beyond them. And Trent was reading it. Sant was just intercepting it before the ball reached the man. Uh, he just, he just knew what moves were coming. Uh, he was in tight on, on Sané. uh Whenever he won the ball, it was no nonsense, just straight out for a throw and no, no trying to do any unnecessary plays or it was just a, a perfect performance. I couldn't, I couldn't praise him enough. Thought Loverham was fantastic as well. Um, and it was just, it was a joy to watch, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one one moment that sticks out for me from Trent is when we did get exposed on that one thing, and I think it was Trent uh versus I think it may have been De Bruyne, and then I think Sane was overlapping. And then I think Steve McManaman was taught saying they were backpedaling too much, and then uh, oh what's his bloody name? Hoddle came in and said Trent actually did fantastically, and I fully agree with what Hoddle said. I mean, Trent covered De Bruyne's shot. And he covered, and at the same time, he covered the person overlapping. So I think Trent was was that important. He did stop probably their best chance of getting a clean clean on through on goal. So yeah, I think Trent. For me, he's man of the match. But we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about other people other than Trent who could be man of the match. So Sam, anyone else you want to kind of pick out? I imagine we're all picking Trent for man of the match. But anyone else who stood out? Yeah. For
2: I thought Mane was excellent first half, actually, especially. You know, second half, he didn't really have a chance to shine so much. But I thought first half, he had a really good game. Uh, let me think, who else? You know, I mentioned Milner earlier. It was just pure work rate, really. You know, and he was just just a intelligence. Like there was that one bit where we were under the cosh a bit in the second half and we were blowing and clearly, you know, just trying. To, we needed to find a way to take the pressure off. And he just used all his experience. He did what we always ask the players to do, which is he just took an easy foul off uh Jesus, actually. Uh And he just kind of leaned into him and he just shoulder-barged him and knocked him over. And it just showed the contrast between an old head and, and a bit of a youngster in Jesus, basically. And he lost his head and got a yellow card. Uh, and Milner took some time out of the game and won us a free kick. So, yeah, that's another one. Salah, uh, you know... He only played 50 minutes, but he, he tore them to shreds in that time. So constant threat for me, for me. No, you know, it's, it's made no one had a bad game. You know, I saw Carius. Carius <laughs> did everything right. You still know, he got didn't
0: ten have, out of ten. Did nothing. Yeah, ten out of ten.
2: Yeah, and not, Oh, no, it's it's definitely eleven tens. But yeah. um, you know, it's Carius didn't have to make a save, but he still had to be you know. Intelligent, the, the way he's distribution. You he have to still do a lot of things to to actually get through the game. So now, mate, absolutely delighted. Uh, Robertson's the other one as well. Then, um, where you know he just ran his socks off. I thought he had a bit of a tough ten minutes against Sterling initially, but in general, you know, he got done a few times with one twos where he committed himself. But in general, you know, he was outstanding again, mate. So just absolutely buzzing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He, he was, everyone was fantastic, as you said, but, I mean, both full-backs were brilliant again. But, Josh, coming at you, anyone you want to pick out? I know you said Lovren a couple of times during the Trent bit.
1: Yeah, I think, first and foremost, it's an absolute brilliant team performance. I think, over and it was a perfect example of how to act as a team. Just a proper one entity, one unit, working for each other. Um, and when everyone's on it, you know, you do become a move, immo- a movable object in our, in our case tonight, if you like, because we, we didn't see the single shot on target. But in terms of individuals, my, had the match won't go to the strength. Um, but others that come close would be, uh, Loverin, as I've said, I think he was flawless tonight. I think Chamberlain was very good, very important to the overall game plan, I think, is, is, um, his second ball wins was, was fantastic in the first half, it was running beyond. You know, his goal was was amazing. Um I think the balance was good. I think Van Dyke made the odd little mistake, didn't he? <laughs> he did, he
0: had yeah. a couple sloppy moments, didn't
1: he? Yeah. Uh, who Selling did I have any yeah, <laughs> I had <laughs> Yeah. No, I had Trent. I had Lover and... Yeah, sent Lover and Jamelin with the Three that stood out for me, but I think as I said, it was just a, an overall top team performance. Mane was another one as well. Mane was look, yeah a bit back to his old self. He was um, a real threat. I think I think City really really struggled with him tonight. They were really worried when he had the ball. And he was able to advance up the pitch, drag us up the pitch a lot of times. Uh, obviously, he's another one who scored a goal. So just a proper fantastic team performance. And uh, Alexander Arnold, not a match for me.
0: Well, everyone's pretty much been mentioned now apart from like Henderson, Moreno and Solanke, so I'll pick them three. <laughs> 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 um, Henderson, so you... Henderson
1: was brilliant as well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was, he was, was,
0: yeah. was yeah. very good. Um but that's pretty much it for the for the review and kind of a small preview. Um so chaps, do you have anything to plug? I know you're both obviously writers on the site, so Sam you got anything in in the old typewriter?
2: Um yeah, I've i I've just written something now. Um during the crystal palace game my my i my apple watch actually notified me that my heart rate had exceeded <laughs> 120 beats per minute over a 10 minute period when i was lying down on the couch n- not moving so it basically warned me that i might be dying but i was just watching liverpool play um and it's kind of so i, I tweeted that out at the time and it's kind of prompted me to just write some very brief words on Anxiety in Liverpool, and just basically about how maybe we should stop being so anxious and nervous about this Liverpool team because they've actually got it covered. So, um, yeah, so that's something that should be out pretty soon. And, uh, you know, if you're going to follow any of my stuff, I'm at Sambo Evans on Twitter.
0: Good stuff. Anything from you, Josh? Uh,
1: Nothing in the works at the moment, but you can get me um, at Distance Covers on Twitter. Um a very regular tweeter and a, you know, I post the odd video video and tactical analysis and that kind of thing, so that's where you can get me anyway.
0: Yeah, but both of these are fantastic followers, so do check them out if you don't already. Um but yeah, I've been your host, Guy Drinkle, thanks for listening everybody. Thanks for joining me both of you. Goodbye. network.